part. Hey, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let me pull out the TV. Gary the Christmas Slogger, whatever it's called, is on the radio. So, Ileana. Yep. How do you say your name properly? Ileana, you're fine. Oh my god, you're a mug. <laughs> it's funny. It's the only mug left, actually, but it works. <laughs> yeah, it does. The Santa Claus mug for Christmas. But, um... Say your name again? Ileana. Ileana. You're fine. I mean, you are fine. But I feel like you say Ilana, and then when I ask you, and then when I try and say <laughs> that, you I, say, no, it's Ileana. And then I say yeah. that, and then you're like, no, it's Ilana. 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 Ileana. Ileana. Uh huh. I mean, it's okay. I won't get upset about it. I mean, it's just. <laughs> you should. It's your name. It's. it's yeah, you. well, it's been, it's been like twisted so many ways that I just don't care anymore. <laughs> Except you pointed out every time I said it wrong when we were hanging out. Stop! Stop! This is bullying. It's bullying. Stop. Fine. Stop. Ileana. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Agnes <laughs> Christmas for you. So, back in, um, what was that, like July or August or June? I have no idea. You were telling me about Christmas somewhere in Mexico. Was that your hometown or was that somewhere else? I mean, I think there are like general traditions to put it some way. Like a lot of people celebrate them like in the basics of the tradition. Some people don't. But it's like um, some like um, habits in this like uh, season that even if you don't practice them, you know what they are about, to put okay. it somehow. They are celebrated like in like the south, the center, and the north of Mexico, obviously in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I come from mostly a secular, pseudo-Catholic family, so anything that comes out of my mouth, <laughs> it just won't really work, like, objectively, so... <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's important to say that, but... um. So there are like these parties called Las Posadas, which are uh, celebrated like traditionally nine days before the 24th of what, December. What was it? Las Posadas? Posadas. P-O-S-A-D-A-S. Posadas. What does that mean in English? <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, I'm going to... Uh, let's use like... War, or reference or something. I mean, I don't know if it... <laughs> okay. Let's see. I mean, it's called... It says, like, inn or lodge or hospitality or lodging. Okay. So, oh, well, I, I, I would need to explain that it's... Um, as kind of um, an imitation to what Mary and Joseph would have been through before Jesus was born. Like, you know, looking for somewhere where they could be, like, sheltered. Right. Before, yeah. So, basically, the tradition is about that, about um, this family, a refugee family, looking for a shelter, you know, before the baby is born. That's basically it. And I've been reading about, 
like this tradition and it it was like mostly introduced when the Spanish people came to um, Mexico. Okay. Um, yeah, like uh, several centuries ago. And it turns out it was like um, a way to, I don't really know how to say that, evangelize? Does that word the case? Um, yeah, like they're trying to convert the natives yeah, to Christianity. Exactly. exactly. That was the point. And it turns out, like, one of the indigenous festivities uh, was about the same dates. So the Spanish, like, religious people um, thought it would be, like, a cool idea to, like, you know, mix together the indigenous beliefs and, like, these um, Christian or Catholic beliefs. Mm-hmm. And, well... The indigenous uh, tradition was to celebrate the god of war, who is, it's called Huitzilopochtli. <laughs> okay. Do and you know, they, do you what? know what that translates to in English? Or? I mean, uh, come on, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the god of war. So. Oh, that's all that means? Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I guess it goes around. Oh, that's the name. But let's, okay, let's sorry. <laughs> I probably should have yeah. figured that out pretty easily, but <laughs> I just heard Spanish and my mind went blank. No, you're fine. Okay. You're fine. You're fine. It's the de- deity of war, son, and human sacrifice. Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was a hardcore thing. So, <laughs> they they actually asked permission from the Pope and the Viceroy or something like that so they can do this um, celebration annually. Mm-hmm. So, people would gather, like, in the streets Um I, I don't really know much about here in America, but, like, in Mexico, people usually use, like, figures, like, the nativity sets. Right, that right. It, yeah, yeah. Over the place. We have live ones, too. Like, where churches will just bring in live animals to hang out oh, yeah. in front of people that are sitting there. <laughs> but, like, here, the the little twist is that um, in, in the posadas, people bring the figures of Joseph and Mary to the streets. You go out with them, and people, like, walk, singing, as if they were, like, looking for shelter. Mm -hmm. And people designate, like, a house or a place where people would say, like, no, you cannot stay here, you cannot stay here. And then they walk to another house until someone lets them in. And obviously, after that, there's, like, a lot of food, (laughs) there's, like, partying, and there's people also pray the, the rosary. But um, in here, there's also, like, another twist, because I don't really think it's something people do in the U.S., but, like, usually every house or every Catholic household has, like, the nativity set, and they have, like, the figure of uh, Jesus Christ, like, the baby in diapers. Mm-hmm. But when you pray the rosary there, um, you actually dress the little kid, the baby figure. Every Every figure of Jesus has, like, a godmother or a godfather who is the one in charge of um, cleaning with like uh, perfume or lotion the, the figure of Jesus and dressing him. Huh. So by the end of the rosary, you have a baby Jesus all dressed up <laughs> in a, a light chair and we like kiss him and I like. Um, how would you say? Yeah, like, oh my god, Jesus is here, you know? So you kiss him, and you grab, like, a piece of candy from a plate, 
And it's also like a celebration that he's been born. So when you say dress him, do you mean putting on his diaper or do you mean like putting him in like no. fancy clothes? No, no, no. You, there are like little dresses. Like okay. you put like little boots made of yarn yeah. and little uh, uh, like a hat <laughs> and stuff like that. Yes. And it's a, like a really big thing because you can see like uh, one that it's like it could go into your the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. But there are like figures that could be like uh, one feet or even bigger. So bigger than an actual baby? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably in some churches they have them. Okay. Like, are, um, we are pretty used to get, like, visual and to see that real figure in it, not just, like, the image. Yeah. So, um, I, for example, have, like, an aunt who is, like, really in into a version of Jesus. Like, there are different representations of Jesus Christ when, she, when he was a kid. So, she had, like, one that is, like, uh, like two feet of height in her house. Okay. Yeah, so it's like really weird. You have like no idea, no idea. How big do they get? Do they get to be like six feet big or anything? Do you have like monster baby Jesus? No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it works that way. But okay. it's like really fun because in December we also have another traditions. We celebrate like a lot of um, like virgins in Latin America. There are like, a lot of versions of virgins. So on December twelfth we celebrate. La Virgen de Guadalupe, which is the Virgin of Guadalupe, which is like the Mexican patron. Okay. It somehow. So you can actually see people like this is um, so December is like a month of a lot of religious um, celebrations to put it somehow. So people walk like uh, some four miles or three miles like praying for her. And they are figures who, like, figures that are, like, um, yeah, like, some three feet tall, maybe, like, see them, like... Like a garden gnome virgin? Yeah, 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 it's, it's like, really, uh, yeah, it's, I guess it's, like, uh, different. I can, I can send you pictures of that because it's interesting. And they are, like, little stores when you can actually go and buy, like, which figure of baby Jesus would you like to have? And they can be, like... With a colored eyes, it can be like white skin, like you know, more brown skin. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's. What is the significance of the virgins? Like, why does it matter that they're virgins besides Mary being a virgin? <laughs> so I would think it's like the representation or the expectation of womanhood, maybe for the religion. Oh, so it's like a patriarchal thing. <laughs> I, I, I think so, but it's also, um, like, you know, how, because she was, as I understand, she was asked if she wanted to carry the baby, you know, by uh, this archangel. So it's also, like, I think, a story about consent. Like, if you really, it's a weird thing. Like, you wouldn't go to your husband, like, yeah, you know, like, this angel came to me and now I'm pregnant. Like, you know, you have to have, like, a certain maturity to understand and to accept, like, for example, that Joseph accepted this truth, you know? Because he could, I mean, I I think he could have rejected this story, you know? Like, are you sure it was an angel? Like, you know? (laughs) So a lot of things come into place. And right now, with, like, all these uh, migrant situations, like, a lot of people uh, in Mexico and social media are, like, yeah, why well, you celebrate posadas, but at the end of the day, like you don't agree with these migrant people crossing about like across the county. 
So I think it's also like a lot of uh, like interpretations and perceptions on what the Bible say and all. Because at the end of the day, like this would be friended people who wouldn't be like socially acceptable, like sex workers and stuff. Right. So maybe in the roots, it's like a cool story, maybe, you know? <laughs> I mean, we don't really know, but those are the interpretations. That's interesting. I never really thought about consent in relation to the story of Mary, that it was her bodily autonomy. She made the decision herself. And yeah, that's an interesting interpretation. Yeah, I mean, if you if someone asks you if you want to do this, we, because we are talking about a woman that was married mm-hmm. and out of nowhere, like she's pregnant and he like her husband agrees you know i think it's it's like interesting and it also like tells us that like she she was like a really a strong woman i guess you know i mean i don't think anyone would be like yeah sure <laughs> yeah. so it's it's interesting and like in in the context of mexico the representation of uh, La Virgen de Guadalupe. She is a brown-skinned virgin mm-hmm. who appeared to an indigenous person. No, that it's her, his name is Juan, yes, Juan Diego, if I'm not mistaken. So it was like this, from my point of view, it's like these um, people, like Spanish people, trying to mix like their beliefs with the indigenous trying to form like an identification process with them and all and it's it's such a like it's really 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 in like the the bone of being mexican i guess to hear these stories whether we like them or not because for example um she is said to also um perform miracles okay so in the churches, you can visit some churches, not only here, but like more patrons. You can go and they have like sections where people send letters. Like, I came to this church in this year because my son was really, really sick. And he, I, I told the virgin that if she helped my kid out, I would come here like every year for 20 years and I would bring like, you know, yeah, these promises. So you promise something for the patron. And if they help you out, you have to um, keep going with the, with the promise. So we have people that, for example, in the temple of Mexico city, which is, I think the biggest one for um, Virgin Mary, some people, um, they don't walk, but they kneel all the way from the street until being inside the temple, but like miles away, they go kneeling. They like walk on their knees, basically? Exactly. Wow. Hold one second, it's starting to cut out a little bit. Exactly. That's how, like, yeah, it's like like an expression of the faith and all the, you know, the miracles. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, it's like, I'm just like, oh, wow. But people like, truly believe in that and like who am I to deny someone's miracle you know I, I think there are some things that are out of like or, or understanding mm-hmm. and for some people that's like a truth and it works for them and they perform their promise so I think it's like an expression of faith I guess 
you mentioned it's um, hardcore <laughs> <laughs> your favorite word um, yeah you mentioned um the patron saint was a guada guada i'm gonna forget i already forget what it was guadalupe <laughs> it's my, yes the virgin yeah. yeah you mentioned that she came to this person but i don't think you fought you went through the That's whole story hard. yeah well it is that some people are like um Okay, so I I would actually need to have like a little bit more <laughs> okay. like information uh, about it, but there's like a chant about um, this whole thing because when there's like uh, in Mexico when you go to like elementary school and stuff, sometimes they made you celebrate these things where you walk in the street towards the temple, like. I think, like, uh, education and religion are not, like, s separated enough. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, so, um, what do you mean when they made you walk to the temple? They were they making you walk on your knees like the other people? No, okay. no that's a promise. But, like, you you walk towards her temple. I, we used to walk, like, from a really important square in my home city mm -hmm. towards her church, which was, like, I don't know, like, some two or three miles away. Okay. So we all walk and we have like flowers and balloons and stuff like that. So yeah. Hmm. And what was the purpose of that for you guys? Um, to celebrate her, but like you know, we were kids and yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just like ideology, I guess. But <laughs> but there was no like purpose to the ritual except to just celebrate her acts. There was so, no, you're not what. Like, there was no purpose to that ritual beyond celebrating her. There was no like meaning behind it for you, for like you, like you weren't supposed to get anything out of it personally. No, 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 no. Huh. Okay. Um, no. But uh, back to the original thing we were talking about. Um, did I also forget what's called? Because my memory is horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, Las Posadas. Las Posadas. Posadas. Okay. Um, so I. I just want to make sure we got through all of that. So that ends, you were saying, with, like, a huge party. So, like, all the people come out from each of the houses where they denied Jesus, Joseph, and Mary, too. And they all come into the one house on the block. It's like a whole, like, community party sort of thing. It can be. It can be. It can be. It depends. It can be. You can, like, celebrate them with your neighbors. You can celebrate them, like, with your family. So you can just, like, go out yeah. and from the house and just walk around it. Okay. Um, it's, it depends who you want to celebrate them with. Like, obviously, now, like, uh, millennials, and it's not a millennial thing, but, like, people sometimes say, like, let's do a posada and with your co-workers to put it somehow. So you basically, like, gather up in, like, somebody's house and you get drunk and party. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, it's like that. I think that religious context is, is getting, like, uh, it's minimized. As uh, as the years pass by, to yeah. put it somehow, but um, we also celebrate with a piñata, with break a piñata. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> really from posadas as well. And the design of the piñata, for example, is that it has like um, seven pointy ends. It's like a sphere with pointy ends, like a star. Yeah, and, and it, it usually has, like, seven pointy ends, which, in theory, represent the capital sins. Oh. Yeah. Uh, why? 
Exactly. Yeah, because it's hard because we already said like religion is really in the roots of everything. So even though you know you just want to party and get drunk, like yeah, your piñata has like seven pointy ends. So, w- w- what's the symbolism behind that though? Like, what is the purpose of? Um, so uh, I I was reading a while ago that you're supposed to be like blindfolded. Yeah. Is that how you call it? Yeah. So you have like this stick that you break the piñata with. Yeah. So it's like about like being blind and like uh, breaking up with the saints and stuff like that. But so <laughs> I'm is it supposed to like cleanse you of your sins somehow? Like is it <laughs> I mean, I'm not really sure that much, <laughs> Does anybody but... know what they're doing when they do these things or is it all just people like just following the rituals that they've been told to do? <laughs> I don't really think people just, I don't really think it's just like about following rituals, but more like um, resignifying them, but probably with like a more secular and just like plain partying thing. Okay, so it's just, they just remember doing these things, they know they're supposed to do them, and they're fun to do, so they just keep doing them, basically. Yes, but I, like... uh, it's really thing they they have like a really theological like subtext, right? Like but, even so, but they don't know what that is generally. No, know. I don't. I don't think. I don't think <laughs> we, we all know that. You know, it's yeah. like um, considering now how it's just like, hey, let's gather up and you know party and get drunk and break a piñata or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I think uh, like. I don't feel there's like enough information about what we do, what we do, like how come a tradition becomes like a tradition. And mm-hmm. it, it's also because some people don't have access to it. Like poor people, I don't think they have like access to have like a piñata and do all this stuff, oh, whether really? they know about it. Yeah, or not. it's like in every, in every single place. I mean, I don't think everyone here in America has like a really cool Christmas or they have all like Turkey for... Thanksgiving dinner, you know, right. like, like it's more like about um, hegemony. Is that how you call it? Germany? No, no, no. Like, uh, oh, so, oh, hedge- like, you know. hedge- oh, yeah, it's hegemony. Yeah, or, I don't know. Yeah, how to say so, it, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, well, that word, you know, like about how some things are generalized, mm-hmm. and we all assume everything, everyone practices them the way we do, when in reality it's not like that, you know, mm-hmm. like. There are no real generalities, I guess, but we assume them, right? And that's how traditions are formed, I guess. But coming back to the piñata, <laughs> things are like even like crazier. So let me let me tell you. Okay. The symbolism of piñatas represents the devil that attracts men with easy pleasures. The blindfolded person is the blind faith. And it's supposed to destroy the evil spirit. And the stick is a virtue that wins over temptation. It is also believed that the piñata represents the three virtues. Faith, hope, and charity. Wow. I still don't really get it, though. Because like then you just break it open and, and there's like candy inside, right? And then you just eat candy, which would be indulgence, yeah. which would be one of those sins. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> we, we rule up 
the evil. Yeah, totally. We overruled evil, so now we get to commit the sins. Uh, with, <laughs> we want with like getting drunk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get to we get to we we're allowed to do that now because we beat the sins. So now we can commit them with a absolvance or whatever the word would be, um, with a clean conscience. <laughs> um, huh. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really weird. And also because, like, now piñatas have, like, a, every single different shape, you know, like... Oh, right. You oh, can... so you don't think people use them with, like, the star shape anymore for these holidays? They just get whatever piñata is funny to them or something? Yeah, I think it's more like, it's fun, yeah. it's colorful. <laughs> I mean, this probably isn't related. Well, actually... Do you know the history of piñata? Like, is it related to Christmas? Because, like, when we think of piñatas in America or United States, it's always, like, uh, the little colorful, like, donkey or pony or whatever it is. Um, is that... Do you know what the origin of piñata is? Is the origin of piñata related to Christmas, ultimately? Well, it's, like... Some people think it came from China. Oh, huh. Marco Polo and then the Spanish people brought it here, but it's also believed that during these celebrations for the pre-Spanish god of war, mm-hmm. which unfortunately, like the indigenous people use like some sort of similar thing. So, okay, yeah. Huh. I never knew the piñata was more related to Christmas than anything else. I guess. Well, I don't really know if Christmas. I think it's just like how it has like evolved. I guess. Yeah. Because it's not that related to Christmas, but mostly like how it has evolved, like okay. be thought as an object to be like played within Christmas. Right. Uh, well, cool. Do you have anything else to share? Um. Any uh, anything else to share? Like, yeah, sure. Um. So as I told you, like some people still have, still celebrate these things with like a religious context, mm-hmm. others don't. But um, the thing about Mexico, for example, is that I was talking to my employer about how we celebrate like Christmas and all these holidays, and I was telling her like usually you gather in the evening like maybe seven-ish. Like during the twenty fourth, okay, or or even like in posadas, it's usually in the evening, and we are not like the kind of people who just go and like sleep. That's definitely not Mexican. It's most likely you will stay up all night, or sleep until like four a.m. or something like that. Latino kids were used to like you grab the presents like at twelve a.m. You oh, know. Really? <laughs> Yeah, like we're not going to stop. We're not going to sleep until we know what's going on under <laughs> that tree. Like seriously, it's it's just like that. We just party and we like to eat, and we have like a lot of traditional food. We have the turkey. Like it's a generality as well. Like some people have turkey, other have tamales, mm-hmm. other have like we have like this uh, apple salad and marshmallow salad. And stuff like that. Apple and marshmallow. Sa- Wait, is that yeah. together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. And I, and I miss it. So don't 
Don't judge me. I'm not judging. I just, I can't imagine what that tastes like. <laughs> it sounds interesting. Is that dessert? Yeah. Or is that, like, part of the meal? Yes. It's part of the meal, but it's like a sweet thing. I like a sweet thing. Okay, I guess we have, like, sweet potato with marshmallows here, so it's not that yeah, weird. Yeah, like Yeah. <laughs> and, but as I told you, we just celebrate, like, the whole night mostly. You can stay over at the place where people gather. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the other day, you eat the leftovers. You gather again, and you eat the leftovers. Hmm. Or sometimes, like, someone else, like, says, like, you know, you can come to my house. This is like basically a celebration of being together and eating as much as possible <laughs> with no regrets and like sleeping really late. We are not the kind of people who is like, yeah, 12 a.m. we go to sleep. It's not like that. Like, definitely it's not like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we like to conquer the night, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It sounds awesome. It sounds a lot more fun than uh, the sort of stuffy sort of celebrations here. Yeah, they can also be like some fireworks and stuff like that, but like with um, how much it um, like damages the ears of dogs and stuff. People uh, have made a whole movement to avoid fireworks. But yeah, I mean, we like to party hard. <laughs> <laughs> like whenever, whenever it's possible, it's okay. Like some people like do like work posadas, you know, and they can gather like a Thursday evening and go live to work. Like, that's how you can actually party. Like, you've been partying the whole night yeah. and that's how you go to work. Like, no sleeping. <laughs> and that's and just, I'm, that's I'm just ex- generally accepted? Um, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know if it's accepted, <laughs> but it's definitely practice. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Right, well. uh, I don't really know how much I'm misinforming people with this, but... <laughs> I don't know, we'll <laughs> see who listens. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can, like, evoke to people's own research about this thing. Yeah. And maybe we can come back next year and we'll have a... Uh, <laughs> I'll read up on it, too, and we can <laughs> dig a little Yeah, deeper. sure. It will be really cool. Cool. Well, uh... Again, Merry Christmas, Eliana. Eliana. You're fine, Robert. It's <laughs> okay. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. When it's time to party, we will party hard.